This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the Alpaca Tribe, the podcast for alpaca people. It's really good to have you with us, and this is going to be, in fact, the last recording of the year, and we're going to have a little break through the holiday period, but we'll be back in early January. So we thought it'd be good to do a review of the year, and so Sue's with me again, and we're going to be just looking at some of the key aspects that came through. It's been a strange year, we all know that, and there's a few things in relation to the alpacas that we thought was worth mentioning, and we'll cover that as we go through. So the starting place was January. What was happening in January? <laughs> it seems like it was such wet. a long time ago. I know, <laughs> I know, it was wet. Where are we? Wales. Uh, oh, it's wet all, all the time. Um, and currently we've had so much rain. The uh, the lake is a really dirty brown. The alpacas are a dirty grey. They're all, all alpaca grey colour, or sort of Welsh grey colour at the moment. So... Yeah, it, it has been a weather-wise. It has been a strange year. It hasn't. We haven't had any any snow. It's not been all that cold, and the grass has carried on growing, which mm. has been really good. But it has been wet. Yeah. It has been wet. So yeah, back in January. It's a long time back, isn't it? Yeah. So the the whole thing with with COVID, I, it's one of those things. I didn't really talk about it much on on the podcast through the year. <laughs> Originally, it was because I thought, well, it's going to date. It's going to it's going to be out of date so quickly because things are going to change, and this is just a passing thing. And here we are, almost a full year back on from what was happening in starting in China, and it's just who would have expected that? So it has been mm-hmm. a massive impact on everybody. And our hope for you going into the new year is that you can stay safe, stay well, and thrive. And that's, in terms of the alpacas, that's something we were thinking about, wasn't it? The whole thing of thriving. Yes. Yeah, It's it has been a really interesting year. Um, and the change in what happens here in the valley has had a profound effect on the whole herd. Um, as you say, Steve, because this wasn't just a short period of time. It's gone on for quite a long time. And certainly for us, us particularly here in Wales and given our circumstances, then actually, <laughs> actually we've never come out of lockdown, um, or at least that's what it feels like. And it's been really interesting to look back and see what's happened in terms of the alpacas. And I think I would, I would sum it up that this year for the alpacas, for the herd, it's been... A year when they've really thrived, mm. you know, which is uh, which is a bit salutary, isn't it? Which <laughs> you know, yeah. not what we might have expected, but actually they have thrived, and possibly you know the reasons why is that they have been just so much more relaxed. Right, they've been extraordinarily relaxed as a herd, um, and because we haven't had visitors here, either alpaca-related visitors or. Um, our other activities, it means that they've been completely free to roam. And therefore, they've gone where they've wanted to go to, 
both in terms of the weather, the changes in the weather, and they've gone where they've wanted to in terms of feeding. Mm. And, and when? Um, so, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes early in the morning, they're nowhere to be seen because they've taken themselves right off. Yeah. Other times they've hidden behind, behind um, uh, windbreaks uh, when, the, when the rain and everything's just come driving down the valley. But no, they've, they, they've been so relaxed and, and they've just been content. Um, really yeah. interesting. And that's, that's shown up in a number of ways. Right, yeah. Um, what are the things you particularly noticed? Oh, well, I guess the first thing I noticed was that in the later stages of pregnancy, when quite often they, <laughs> they could get a bit fractious, bit you know, you, a bit hormonal, you have to just watch where you're walking just in case um, they decide to, uh, to throw a leg out behind yes. them. <laughs> <laughs> and you get caught or that you get caught between when they're having a spat between one another and, and you know, you get caught in the spit that goes. Um, but actually, there was far, far less of that. Yeah, They were just that much more and relaxed. And spread out, I think, as well, um, physically. They, they tended to spread out more. Yeah. So some yes, would they be were. in the field by the stable, some would be further over into the car park area and by the buildings. And generally, the group as you say, were much more relaxed. They weren't bunching up to protect for protection, but were much more spread out. Yeah. Yes. I mean, at times there was a group one side of the lake and a group the other yeah. side of the lake. Um, so, yeah, that was really interesting. That, so that sense of being relaxed actually meant that, that actually their pregnancies were, were healthier. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And again, if I think back to previous years when maybe there's been a little bit more anxiousness and we've had to watch out for where they are and how they're doing and the you know the pre-birthing watch usually starts you know three weeks beforehand because we're starting to yeah. notice things and it, it wasn't like that and that was even with the fact that we had a handful of maiden yes. maidens so this was their first this was their first birth. I mean, some of them were just so relaxed. We didn't even really. We, were, we weren't convinced whether they were pregnant. They were pregnant. <laughs> we oh, we should. No. Uh, how long have we been because... doing this? We should know better than this. Uh, and we still get surprised. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think that was part of it, that they were just all so relaxed. And, and in that sense, everybody in the herd kept each other kept each other calm and relaxed. Yeah, the dynamic was interesting as well, think, thinking of, of how, how they were actually, mm. the, the groupings and, and the spreading out, um, because there, there was mm. more clarity, I think, between the, the, the ones that were grouping as, uh, in quotes, friends. Um, th there are some animals that they mm. just get on well with and, and, and others not, yeah. and they do recognise the family relationships and that's that's quite interesting. And of course, that all happens when the birthing happens. Then they all want to come around and check out the new ones. Yeah. And give them yeah. a sniff. Check out. Yeah. Oh, what's this? Whose is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, it's one of ours now. Yeah. Part of the herd. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 But it was interesting because actually, even before the birthing, there were other ways in which we were seeing the difference in herd dynamics and difference in how they themselves were being. So hmm. shearing this year, it was was very different, yeah. wasn't it? They were. Again, they were just that much more relaxed. Normally, there are there's a handful of animals which you know you're going to have a you're going to have a handful with, and, a, and yeah. even they yeah. surprised us. 
Yeah, yeah there were the screams. But on the whole... No, I, think, I think you're right. The temp- temperature in terms of emotional temperature was, was lower mm. overall. Um, yeah. I, so, I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know what to do with that, in a sense. I think it's an interesting observation. And, <laughs> and it sounds like it's a good thing. Yeah. So how do you reproduce yeah. that? Do you want to reproduce that? Well, I mean, it's been exceptional because of the nature of, of things with with the with COVID and, and the restrictions and the lack of activity and the thing stopped almost overnight um, for us in terms of the business activity and the visitors coming to see the alpacas and the mm. other things happening in the mm. valley. And of course, that's a challenge um, because that was a, a big source of our income just suddenly stopped overnight. Yeah. Uh, but the alpacas still need feeding and and the other things. And that's so you got to kind of work your way through. And I yeah. know there's a lot of other people in the alpaca world have faced the same things. And many people were doing alpaca walking mm. or trekking. And all of a sudden that all came to a stop and they weren't able to to do that. And it's been massively yes. challenging uh, in terms of business activity with the alpacas for many, many people throughout the UK, but I, th- I think throughout the world. Yes, it has. So, um, well done for those who have managed and survived through all of that. And let's all hope for a, a more stable and, and more prosperous new year in 2021. Mm, indeed. Indeed. Thinking about the births, uh, they, they were easier generally. There's a few, few complications. And of course, we had that sadness of losing Talia's youngster who, who got the fly strike. And that was unexpected, a particular nature of, of that. Um, and, and, and really sad. And I think she would have made a good mum. And uh, but we've we've made hit her again, and we're yeah. we're looking forward for next year's career arriving. Normally, in birthing years, then mums will keep their youngsters close to them, and and often keep them much more closer into the mm. uh, the stable area. Whereas this year, actually, they were much more comfortable going out with youngsters elsewhere in the valley. And again, I think that's because there was the the sense of security that there weren't going to be True, yeah. other visitors coming in into the valley. But the consequence of that was that Talia therefore took the little one mm. out with the rest of the herd and we and we didn't until actually pick up mm. um, that he had a problem yeah. until the end of the day. Yeah. In terms of the births, we, we usually end up balanced up in terms of males and females. Um, certainly over a couple of years, but it's been strange this year. We've we've never had this particular balance. So of the nine Korea that, that we've got, we've got two males and seven females, which is great. Uh, well, it's always great, whatever they are, but it's it's very different. And then the way that the, the, the Korea play with mm. each other, the males play very differently to the mm. females. And because the proportions are different, then that little – dynamic of of the career playing together and and doing things as a group that are <laughs> it's quite interesting see they're a bit um i'm not sure how you describe them really they're they're, they're a bunch of, of rascals at times and uh and even yesterday they were splashing in yep. the water and stuff yep. and, and chasing each other around uh so they're, they're a lot of fun but it's different i think this year with the two with only the two boys yes it's been, I think it's been substantially different. Um, and in fact, I can't remember a year when we had more females than males. And this year it's extreme, as you say, it's it's seven and two. Normally, within a few days, we start to get more, 
more adult, more boy behaviour from the boys, you know, even at times, even at a really quite young age, um, whether that's sort of bumping into the mums, you know, running in and bumping in or trying to clamber all over them. And we just didn't have that. No. So it's almost like that. there's been a dilution effect. And, yes. uh, <laughs> and therefore, therefore the, uh, the character of the nursery has been really different. Mm. It's been much, much quieter. And indeed, there hasn't even been this clustering of the boys together and the girls together. Um, we have to, I have to stop and just no, say, now which not, one not- are you? <laughs> Oh, and now that the fleece has grown a bit and some of them are trim, trim, trimming around their eyes and things, but, but you're kind of looking at the face and going, no, no, I've no idea. <laughs> who, who are you standing next to? Let's work out which is your mum. So, uh, and, and some of the other behaviours in terms of ha- whether they're quick to eat or whatever. But it's not the, uh, it's not the normal male behaviours. No, we haven't that, seen as much that of that make, at all. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I think the mums have been quite grateful yes, too. Yes, I think so. Because <laughs> the they boy, do get the boys are a bit of a handful. The boys yeah, are a bit yeah. a handful. Yeah, they can be. And and actually, in fairness, sometimes it's you know one one or two of the girls too. I can mm. think of the the careers from last year where where one of the girls was particularly particularly boisterous, <laughs> and she continues to be, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, they've all yeah. got. That individual character, which is which is so lovely, yeah, yes, um, and often some of those things are inherited from the, you know, you know whose child they are, you know, who create, oh, absolutely, whose offspring they are, uh, from, from their behaviour. So. Yeah, and that that actually is that thing of they're actually much more closely together as a group has been reflected in how they've been nurtured as well. Yes, um, you know that sense of the youngsters being in the midst of the adults mm. and wandering between them, which we often see because, you know, alpacas make great aunties. Yeah. But I think even more so this year, particularly when they've been out in the fields, you know, sometimes some of the the aunties or mums take it in turns to, you know, to, to watch the nursery. Mm. Yeah, a little um, cre- creche informally. form, don't you? Yeah, it's a little creche, mm. yeah, yeah. And of course, the other way in which we've seen this much more relaxed um, stance amongst the the herd is when we came to mating. Mm. Now, partly that's because each year we get better at working yep. out how to handle the boys when they start getting really um, yes anxious to get in with the girls and and keen. each year each year we learn and adjust our be- adjust. The practice, yeah. and I think so position, positioning this of the year's been the best we've done. I think so. I think actually you're right. Yeah, it, is, it, it was the most yeah. straightforward. And um, I mean, last year I got into, into <laughs> they were a bit of a handful, and I did need you to help me. But this yeah. this year it was easier yeah. to 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 manage them uh, and bring them down. Perhaps they're getting a bit older and more stable. Perhaps not. Um, they still they still yeah, fight and, and uh, are very typical boys. But there isn't an edge to it in the same way. They seem to be quite a settled group yeah. most of the time. And that's what I think has been a reflection of this mm. year. So I think that the being relaxed also is applied to the boys too. Mm. You know, there's far less fighting off against one another or or you know challenging each other Apart amongst the, the boys suspects. this year yeah. than we nor 
Yeah, but even even then, if you think about the number of incidents True. we've had this year. We haven't year, had the vet to come and um, stitch. It's, <laughs> stitch any wounds no, this haven't. year, which, which is good. No, we haven't. Yeah. No. So I think although we've we focused here in this conversation about how much of a difference it's made to the girls, I think it's made a difference yeah, to the no, boys right. too. And of course, Hal still does his amazing trick of, of following the girls wherever they are in the valley. Um, mm. yeah, he's in his field, mm -mm. but he tracks them along the length of his field in line with wherever they are so he can keep an eye on them. And he's always at the lowest point to be able to be between his girls and the rest of the boys. It's <laughs> Yeah, perhaps we should just say that that the boys' field is actually it a, is whole a whole hillside. Field, yes. It's tw it's, tw it's twelve yeah. twelve acres of a whole uh, hillside. There's there's no way they can get very close to each other, which is which is better because if you if you've got the males too close to the females, they are much more fractious. They're much more likely to fight. So where where you can separate them is better. So where you can separate them is better, and it takes a bit of uh, logistics and, and plenty of fences and gates, and. Mm -hmm. If you don't need to have males, it's an added complication you can probably do without. But Oh, but the males do have well, some distinctive characteristics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they they're all getting a bit older. Some of the some of the older ones are showing a lot more grey hair. Um and there's a few mm -hmm. kind of badger tails appearing where, where they got a, a salt and pepper mix, particularly the darker ones, got a salt and pepper mix on their tails, which is quite yes. fun. Um, but yeah. uh, no, they're they're much more accepting and relaxed around when when we've been near them as well. And, mm. and uh, just to be sure, I do keep touching them and and getting them, keeping them familiar with with being people reaching out to them because when we do have visitors occasionally, uh, they will want to uh, try and touch the animals, <laughs> and some animals accept that a lot more mm. willingly than others. So it's it just keeps uh, mm. a, a familiarity with with people and with being handled. And that's actually the, I would say, the only thing that's been a negative impact of yeah. being in semi-isolation this year. I've noticed that the little ones in particular, you know, the Korea that were born this year, are far more nervous of people being around. Um, whereas by this time... In a normal year, they would have had yeah. groups of visitors, small groups of visitors, and and big farm open days, when therefore vehicles are around in the car park and people are around and people who make very different noises yes. to the noises that we make, and also might uh, the way they walk and the way they carry themselves again very different to the way that we we are. So, I think that I think that may be a challenging yeah. area for us. That that the that the little ones are really not so familiar yeah, with other people, and particularly children, um, um, young, younger yes, younger voices yeah. and, and quicker moving. There'd be no children here at <laughs> little all. Little bodies, um, yes. So I mean, they're always fascinated yes. whenever they, there are younger people around, but um, sometimes they they're not quite sure what to make of them, and a bit more standoffish. So yeah, we'll we, we'll hopefully balance some of that back. But it, I think that's right. That is a change again from from the year. One of the things we hasn't happened is there haven't been any shows or or very few. There's been some fleece shows, but no large mm. gatherings just haven't been possible. So an option for you, if you've got alpacas, is to have your own show and actually have a good look at your animals 
and do some comparisons, try and work mm. out what what's a what is good conformation, what's the good body shape, what are the, the, the good points of the different animals, and check the fleece over as well in the same way, both before and after shearing, and and kind of do an assessment of your own animals. And that's one of the things that's really helpful with a a show to allow people who don't know your animals to see them. Uh, and judge them. Now, this is this is all theoretical for us because we've never be, never taken our animals to the shows. Uh, I think you have to have the right kind of temperament, and you have to have animals with the right kind of temperament. I'm not sure that quite fits with us, really, but that's that's fine. So, and uh, for other people, it's it's a, a valuable part of of their life with alpacas. So that's uh, so unfortunately that's been missing. But maybe next year we'll see some more activity in that that front, and people are adjusting uh, as well. Perhaps we'll see some some. Uh, online showing uh, that would be interesting wouldn't it if you had uh distributed mm-hmm. animals around the country all being judged that'd be i don't sure how, i don't know we'll, we'll let's not go there that's somebody else's idea can can run with that one so the fleece that we took off how, how did you feel that was this year ah oh, good question i think the fleece was this year was probably the best that we've ever had mm. um even some of the older ones Comparing this year's fleece with last year's fleece, it had more density. Um, it certainly didn't deteriorate mm. in terms of fineness. You know, it, it maintained its fineness. In fact, actually, I can think of a couple of fleeces where I was really surprised when we sheared. I was not expecting the right. quality of the fleece to be as good as it was. And for those that I was expecting to be good quality fleece, mm. oh, yeah, stunning, lovely. Gorgeous, um, and, and interestingly, I maybe it's a combination of the weather we had at that point in the summer, but also just this more relaxed, um, being free to go wherever they wanted to go. Right. The fleece itself yeah. was cleaner. Oh, sometimes it gets really full of rubbish, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, yes, it does. It does. And we didn't. Again, we didn't have that as much. So I have found that that preparing fleece for use has been a much, much easier job this year. Much easier. And the fleece that I've started working with, even some of the thirds, has, has been right. lovely. So that's the, the washing and then carding uh, and then and doing some, some felting. We've, we've, got, we've got some mm-hmm. catching up to do with, with some of that, but yeah. uh, we've, we've got a nice stock of yes, we have. Uh, a fleece to take us through the winter. Uh, keep us for those long, dark nights when we've got nothing else to do, mm-hmm. as if. Uh, yes. So that's yes, that has been interesting. So I, I mean, each year is slightly different. Sometimes you can judge what's going on and cater for that in future years. So you've learned something this year that you can apply into future years. And sometimes it's just the nature of the weather and a whole bunch of combinations that you can't mm. really control. So it's it's worth reflecting on and just seeing what it is that you can take forward where we we kind of go with that. So yeah. And a final thought from me is that in one sense, because this year has been a year when things that we had been doing and had been progressing had stopped, it's also been a good opportunity to take some time and reflect and think about actually what is it we're wanting to do here? What What's the shape of the herd that we actually want to be having and developing? What are we doing with the fleece? Mm. But also what are we doing more widely? with alpaca-related yeah. activity. So I, I guess I would also encourage people to use this as a time to say, 
what is it we want to go back to or what is it we want to take forward from here? Um, certainly for, for me, for us, having the valley all to ourselves and just the alpacas has, We've been very spoiled, really. And, and I know a lot of people have had a, had a, a lot more difficult situations. <laughs> we have. To cope with. Um, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so what a year. There we go. Hopefully you will get a chance to have a break over the, the holiday period. So happy holidays to our friends around the world and to those who've been following us uh, on our alpaca journey. And thank you for those who've been in touch. And it's uh, I do need to give a little shout out to, to Max in California and just say thank you for the encouraging email which you sent through. So much appreciated. And I'm glad you've been enjoying the, the podcast. And if you'd like to send us a message, then they, you can always send us an email to steve at alpacatribe.com. And on the website, there's also the opportunity to leave us a voicemail if you'd like to do that. We'd love to hear from you that way too. So have a good rest of the year. Have a good rest at the end of the year. And let's see what 2021 brings. Stay well, stay safe, and thanks for being with us. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.